Now if I had the courage, I'd pour into your jaw All the things that I have heard you whisper in the dark And when that jar was heavy with your honeyed confidence I'd put it Hello and welcome to Indie Bandwidth, an alternative music podcast Actually, I'd say it's a father-son podcast I'm the father And I'm not What are we going to do this week, Parker? This week we're going to do Odelay by Beck Nice so, this is probably the least obscure of the, I guess, the three that we've done so far, yeah. right? Well, this and will be our third. There's going to be people out there right now screaming into their podcast device, eh, Becky's not indie music. But you know what? Back when this was made in 96, he was absolutely indie music. And I have seen him categorized as indie by certain things before, so I'm going <clears> to <throat> go off that. Yeah. <clears throat> Sometimes wrong, but... And listen, the truth is, folks, we get to we get to review whatever we want. So yeah, if you're, so if our you're podcast, the, deal with it. Exactly. If you're the kind of person who's out there uh, griping about this, well, I am really sorry, but tough luck. <laughs> so anyway, Odile, what a great album. So this was a good choice. This was your yeah, choice. You wanted probably to bring this one in. The, my favorite Beck album, one of the only Beck albums I've really listened to. The other one, I, I, I think I might prefer Midnight Vultures, but I love Odile. Those are my two top favorites. Mutations is also really good. You're going to love Mutations. I don't know that you've ever listened to that. I don't think yet. I have. That was the one that came right after Odile. Oh. And it's a departure. He does. He, he kind of has some albums which are kind of slower and not as kind of hip-hop oriented well, or rock oriented. Well, because he started out as a, as a folk musician. Right. And so and his folk roots really go into yeah. his other songs. You could hear it in this album, yeah, on some of it. On some of the songs, but this album definitely has more, a lot of drum machines and electronic stuff. Oh, absolutely. And it's a pretty real experimental. Hip-hop, yeah. Hip-hop influence as well. Yeah, like a, like a very, like an indie version of in hip-hop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, so hopefully this won't be too controversial, but much like They Might Be Giants to me, I have a hard time getting into Beck's recent stuff. Right. Like I go back to the well of this early stuff a lot, and I guess that's kind of typical. They're like, "Oh, the early stuff's better," but I, I just speaks to me more. Well, for a lot of artists, that is honestly true. Like they, they have a certain element of like new creativity, and they sort of settle into a certain style. Often, yeah, they like often at the beginning of a band's creation, they're a bit more experimental and try different things, and true. then as they go on, they narrow in a little bit more, and sometimes that's good, and sometimes it's. You know, less good. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. The thing, the thing with Beck is, this is not his first album, right? But no. this is the album that launched third him. album. Is it his third? I, guess I believe it's it his third, third album. He had like a really obscure one. Then he had Mellow Gold. And then no. He, I, okay. Yeah. No. Go ahead. No. Okay, you go ahead. You're about to well, actually, me, and I no, think I probably I, deserve it. Well, I think I was wrong, so <laughs> I, I don't. I'm I not think he had a really weird, obscure album, and then I think he had Mellow Gold. Mellow Gold, which had its his sort of his breakout single that was pretty much almost a hit, but, or I don't oh, know. Oh, it was a hit. It was a hit. It was a hit. Um, Having lived through that yeah. time, I can tell you, yeah, Loser it was, was a hit everywhere. Loser was his breakout song. Uh, uh, it was released as a single first, I believe, and then put on Mellow Gold. I think. I think so, and it 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 had an anthemic quality. When I say that, I mean. Not that people used it as an anthem, but people tried to peg it as the anthem of Generation X because it talked about 
being a loser. It had a very slacker vibe. It, it very much spoke to the theme of the time, but through the eyes of the media. I'm not saying it wasn't a good song, but I think it was a little bit stupid to peg it as... Anyway, that's a little yeah. socio-history of it, but it, it was a, I like a great that song. song. Oh, it's a great song. I like it. Um, well, a little bit, you know, back to focus. Back to focus. Odelay, which... Odelay. This was the album that propelled him into stardom, for sure. <clears throat> this album got a lot of attention, as well as it should have. It was It's absolutely amazing. Uh, we should probably just dive into it. What do you think? Right. Yeah? Um, first so the, song. Yeah, the first song is what? Devil's Haircut. All right, here's a clip. Something's wrong cause my mind is fading And everywhere I look there's a dead end waiting Temperatures dropping at the rotten oasis Stealing kisses from the leprous faces Heads are hanging from the garbage man trees Mouthwash All right, so that was Yeah, so... That was like, a big single, by the way. That one yeah. had a big radio play. I like Devil's Haircut. It, it's, 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 a good, it's a very good opener to an album. Sort of gives you an idea of what you're going to get listening to it. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's a rock song, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It starts with a really interesting sort of guitar riff that I believe carries on through the whole song. Yeah, it does. For the most part. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And it's, you know, I think it sets a good tone for his voice, too. He's got a nice singing voice. He's got a nice singing interesting voice. Interesting singing voice. It's very unique. <laughs> and there's some there's some songs on other albums and on this album, too, that really showcase he has a pretty good voice. Oh, my know? God. Don't even yeah. get me started. That Midnight Vulture song, Deborah. <laughs> right. I know that's that a song totally different insane. album. That the, 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 well, man, the, oh. the boy can sing falsetto. Let's put it that way. <laughs> anyway, we'll review that album at some point, because that's, that's the other Beck album I'd love to review. I'd love that album. Yeah. Um, in any event, so uh, no, I love Devil's Haircut, and it's yeah. you know it's super quirky. It sets the tone for him. He's another yeah. one of these artists where I love his lyrics, but they're not. This this song meaningful. actually, I like the lyrics. They're not meaningful or anything, but there's some there's some interesting things going on. I think one of the lyrics that I've always puzzled over. I believe this is the lyric: "Crystals are pouring out of poor man's pockets." Yeah, crystals are pouring. Yeah, I love that lyric. That's you know he's kind of like Malcolmus to me in a little bit. In yeah, that way. With, with sort of the um, often absurd lyrics that don't have any particular meaning, but uh, but are sound so cool. They're such super cool. Turns of phrase. He uh, produced uh, Malcolmus album. Well, yeah. Uh, hold on, uh, hold on. I got it. Shoot, I don't got it. Darn it. Still, I, can't I should either. know that. Uh, me too. Wait, it's no, not uh, well, face the truth, is it? No, I'm gonna. I'm just mirror, gonna, tra- mirror traffic. Mirror traffic. Yeah, Darn it. Right. Anyway, sorry. A little crossing of our streams there, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's and again, this was one of the songs that was a real single for him. So yeah. th- this one had a lot of radio play, of uh, super popular. And something that in this song that you'll hear in a lot of the songs is a weird break with a weird synth, which is something that he 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 does weird he does weird breaks. Yeah, for sure, he likes that. He likes to throw in weird A B sections into the middle of his songs. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. All right, should we listen to the next one? Uh, sure. All right, so this next one's called Hot Wax. Oh, yeah. So it starts out with an interesting sort of slack 
guitar oh yeah totally kind of country blues i love it yeah and then and then it picks up keeping that going and then adding in a drum uh drum machine section layering in a bunch of stuff Uh, yeah and then and then layering in i'm honestly not sure it seems like a synthesized horn but i'm honestly not probably i don't know whatever it is it's been through a couple of different processing yeah that's for sure heavily produced and then um and then it starts piling on to create the background, and then he starts doing his singing rap thing no, that he rap. does. This on is, yeah, this is like there are rock songs on this album, and then there are hip hop songs in a certain sense. And that's there's, although it's there, a and there's songs, yeah, there's songs that. Uh, but he's got great flow, he's man. A, he's got yeah. a great flow. He's got he's a back. very interesting flow. Yeah, it's different. Oh, it's great. But. Um, I love how many places this song goes. It's got yeah. that crunchy blues guitar. And, and what I love, harmonica. I, yeah, I really love the the like sort of semi-chorus it has, where it it plays, but then he like uh, does a second track of his vocals, and then Through he a just crazy fuzzbox. Yeah. yeah, it's just so fuzzed out. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, I love that part. It's like high pitched, like you get a slight feedback feel to no, it. Absolutely, it's great. Absolutely. No, it's. Uh, I think this is the song more than Devil's Haircut that shows first shows to me on this album. Anyways, mastery of layering on samples. Like this is not. This is a song. that's really hard to play live because it's a lot of really crazy eclectic elements he's either right. created or stolen from somewhere else, and and layered on top of each other to create a single track. That's really just a huge mix of disparate elements. But and it's so it's so. And again, odd. it's got all those really weird breaks. <laughs> It does. It does not follow. It does not follow conventional song it, structure. I mean, it has under yes. all of it a conventional song structure, but there are interruptions to that. Yeah, for sure. That are just really unique. Yeah. And then, um, it has a very strange ending where where it's I sort of where sort of the 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 main background riff sort of phases out, and in comes some more. Uh, Ooh, what's the word? It's more like flowy, fluty synths, yeah. almost, right? And it's very, it's very, it's very light, new almost. Yeah, and <laughs> then, and it. then, what? What's the dialogue that's being said there? Who are you? you? Oh, right. I'm the enchanting wizard of rhythm. Why are you here? To feel one with the rhythms of the universe. <laughs> it's so it, 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 it's, it's, it's like it's pretty bizarre. <laughs> and then, and then it goes into like. And then, you know, it yeah, starts like, fading out. It goes got some to the next sick song. beats. It's pretty great. And it's then, great song, then yeah. it hits this next song, which is Lord Only Knows. So here's a bit of that one. You only got one finger left And it's pointing at the door And you're taking four Okay, that was a clip of Lord Only Knows. Yeah, that's a that's another great song, and this is one of his yeah. more uh, rocky, singy songs again, kind of bouncing back from hip hop. Not super rock or hardcore. No, 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 rock. it's not hardcore yeah. at all. I'd say, if anything, this is him again, kind of wearing some country influences on his sleeve. And, yeah, and sh- and showing sort of his definite folk roots, is, which is where he, you know, started out yeah, as a no, musician. Yeah. Good point. More more folk than country. For more sure. folk than country. Yeah, and it starts out with sort of like a. 
metal scream. Totally is, false start. Totally false start. It, it, yeah, it goes that, I and then that. it and then it calms down. He does that a bunch though. And and this song has a bit more of like just a standard studio recording feel. It does. It doesn't have as many of those and, and crazy elements. And it starts it, out layered. with with something which is an element that some songs include that I personally love, which is where they have some studio backdrop noise going into the song. Oh yeah, I don't know why I like that, yeah. but I do. It's almost like parting the curtain a little bit and getting to see behind the scenes. Yeah, and yeah, not hiding the fact that it's a recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then it goes into a song that has some. Definite, definite folk vibes. Later on, it it starts to show more of its rock elements. As, oh yeah, as for it, sure. As it fades out into the um, out of the into the ending. And then this is where you hear the title of right. the album, Odalay. It's repeated a bunch at the end of the song. Yeah, absolutely. And so he, it's obvious that it's his voice repeating it a bunch, and then. It, it goes much lower, I it, think. It, it, he slows down the tape speed. Yeah, like, okay. it's him still, yeah, yeah. I think, and he kind of just is messing with the, the mm-hmm. recording speed of it. It's really great. And then, it, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it has a kind of really cool break at the end with more sort of, not jangly guitar. This is... But but more obviously electric folky, but guitar. Yeah, yeah, but folky electric. Where, and, where it, it feels slightly more acoustic, even though I don't think it is earlier Yeah, on. but it has that, it's less processed anyway, right? Yeah. No, it's, it's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, another great rock song by Beck. And uh, leads into a really great song also. Um... Sorry, uh, the new pollution. <laughs> All right, let's have a clip. Do that. was a clip of the new pollution another fire track so far these are all damn yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this song starts out with a, a sort of a synth beat with him sort of doing a weird oh i love do 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 thing yeah well, you guys just heard it probably it's probably the clip we use yeah <laughs> if not if not it. then maybe we'll throw a little clip in here no i think we already played it i'm just gonna have this be silence uncomfortable <laughs> silence um, although um, by then maybe you'll be editing it, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the, uh, this song, the, that beginning thing, actually reminds me of Cornelius. Oh yeah, who we're hecka gonna cover at some point. At some point, yeah. That's a deep, deep cut. That guy. <laughs> um, no, you're right. As a matter of fact, they've done uh, mix. Uh, another bit of trivia: they've mixed each other's albums before. They've done like, oh, re- cool. remixes of of each other's stuff. Cornelius did one. I, I used to have it. I might have it. Be able to dig it up somewhere. I forget what album. I think it was of. Uh, I think it was of uh, Midnight Vultures. In any event, um, this to me is one of the best bit dance tracks on the album. The, the underlying groove in it, the drum beat is really, really tight and never wavers. I'd like to think it was. What I don't know with this album, a lot of the times, is what were real instruments and what were sequencing. Yeah. I don't also, know about those drums, but I know I. Rem- and this is the last I'll ramble about this for a second. But I remember reading at one point. Should have done the research here. 
that mu- much of this is real instrumentation and not. I don't doubt it. Of course, there are synths. And this song also has, uh, so it throws a little bit of saxophone in during just the standard oh, yeah. rock beat and everything. Some um, flute but too. Some flute too. But then it has a nice break where the saxophone gets sort of a little bit of a solo. Yeah, yeah. Which there's, is really nice. There's that great sax solo, and I think it's a Moog organ. I think it's Moog. Yeah, it, but it's it's a it, it's a very like satisfying break. Oh yeah, heck yeah. I also I love the chorus. It's the rock feel. It's it's a very Beck rock song. Yeah, for sure. Another fire track. Like I I'm I'm gonna remember as we get to it. I think there might be a few on here I don't love. That yeah. is not one of them. I absolutely love that song. So uh, let's move on to the next one. This next track is called Derelict. Here's a sample. Derelict, okay. That was a clip of Derelict. This song is tonal shift. Big tonal shift. It goes darker, I would say. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I, I love sort of the the melody of the song. It's got some more. Uh, I don't I don't know what to say about the drums during like most of the song. They're they're very. Um, this whole thing, as, as we were just talking about a little bit off air. Uh, it has a east, like an eastern vibe, and specifically Indian, and those are all tablas, I think they're but, called. But that's mostly during the break where I really feel that. In some that's of the true. other parts, what I know this is kind of a weird, but like what comes to mind is sort of images of uh, like jungle, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, sense. for sure. No, I think so. Um, yeah, I I love the melody of the song. It's, it's great. It's great. It, it's it's definitely a different tone, a different element for him. Something that we haven't really seen so no, far on this album. No. He's been up here being pop, right? Keeping us keeping yeah. us entertained, and suddenly he's gone subcutaneous. Suddenly he's gotten under our skin a little bit, and he's starting to go a little bit deeper. And to me, kind of tickles those parts of my brain that I haven't been engaged with yet on this album in some right. really neat ways, lulling and, me into kind of a sense of. Of uh, not peace, but almost uh, irritation in a good way. Yeah. And, you know, I've said this a lot, but I do love his choruses. He's one of the artists yeah. that his, the choruses are one of my favorite parts, which is uncommon since a lot of the artists I like don't, even don't, have, need, don't have choruses. <laughs> not in a traditional way. Well, no means yeah. no does, but in certain in oh, different yes. ways. Um, but this song, I love the melody of the chorus. It's, it's so like, I'm someone who loves like the appeal. Like I feel very... Uh, you know, appeased and um, shoot, uh, struggling for Blank words. Face, face, Darn struggling. Uh, Can't remember words. Darn words it! Failing. I forgot where I was. Crashing, shoot, burning, lost train of <laughs> thought. Crashing, it. train of thought crashed. Everybody, get out of the station. Oh well, let's pick up a different train of thought. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. this, this this song I think probably has one of the biggest breaks in the middle. Like he goes into that real part with the sitar and the tabla in the middle of it. Yeah. And that's a big, long break, uh, which is, I'm not going to say risky, but um, kind of risky in a song like this. Well, but it really fits. He's someone, you know, he's, he's not the most ris- 
Guy out of artists will cover, but he does take risks, especially for how popular he is. Especially considering for how popular he got and has gotten for sure. Yeah. Well, I he, felt like this early stuff's more risky. I'll say something like, I don't think you'd find something like this in his more recent stuff. No. And now there's a million Probably people not. there who are already going like, but didn't you hear this song? It's the same. And, I, and you're right. I have not listened enough to his new stuff to say that. So yeah. I'm full of crap. Sorry about that. I, I have listened to this album, part of Midnight Vultures, and the song Loser. And that is pretty much my, ex- my extended knowledge of Beck. But I have listened to this album a lot. It'll be worth you going through his more recent stuff. Also, just to, just I haven't talked hear. about it yet, and I'll talk about it in a couple songs. Um, but uh, this album also has a definite nostalgia element for me. That's true. I played this for you. You, you played this album so much. You haven't gotten to it yet, but your favorite song as a two-year-old is coming up. But uh, we're yeah, not there yet. Three songs. That's right. So next, we're going to listen to Nova King. Okay. Here's a clip. starts out somewhat mellow and then just goes straight into heavy guitars with him. This is a song where he raps. He does. But he He's raps got a great flow. with one of the most intense, like, fuzz Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Filters he I he I think he's used. Oh no, it's it's it's, it's almost it's difficult hard. to pick out what he's saying. It's incredibly difficult to pick out what he's saying just because but of how it, much fuzz is there. It almost doesn't matter because it's the cadence and his right. just commitment behind it to me that really get it. I, I love this song. I think it's great. I mean it's not my favorite on the album, but no. it, it also I think continues the tonal shift of derelict. Like it's it's still keeping us going in that direction. It, it, it's more upbeat, yeah, it's, but it's, it's it, darker. So what you'll notice is it goes downhill, and then like in two songs, it'll just pick right back up. That's right. That's right. We're on a we're in the middle section, the middle heroes. The journey middle section. The it's going downhill. But man, this album's got some great stuff, and I I think it. This pro- album actually has a good sequence to it. That's right. One of the things I love about this song is that it's got those really crunchy parts, especially with his voice, and then it's got. Uh, a break in the middle that's really mellow and kind of sweet. He's, he does that a number of times where he'll just break the tone of a song right down the middle where something comes in that still fits it, but it's not quite, it's not even not quite, it's completely opposite the tone of the rest yeah, of the song. Yeah, it, it has a nice mellow, mellow vibe to a break. This is one of the longest breaks. It is, it is, other than Derelict, right? So oh, it kind of carries in, yeah. that, in that respect. It's interesting. I'm kind of noticing how much more these songs are connected in that way than I, than I thought about before. Yeah. And of course the ending. The ending, the ending is a riff that's been stuck in my head since I've been a very small child. Yeah, you were just telling me that. That's pretty cool to it, think about yeah, that. It's um, it, it's like a, it's like a synth, very high pitched well, synth lip thing. Let's, let's yeah, let's play you because I think it's worth hearing this part. All right, so take a listen. go out in the end of the song and now we're going to go right into the next song which is jackass you can't say that parker that's a bad word 
Well, my sister's asleep, so it's okay. All right. Here's Jackass. Jackass. <laughs> It's not my favorite of the songs on this, but it's a nice, sweet pop song. It, pop it's, acoustic. Yeah, not pop folk. Acoustic, pop folk, yeah. Pop folk, sweeter, uh, sort of mid-range on the happiness spectrum. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's interesting. I feel like the, the, the last couple songs have taken us into this really crunchy, dark place, as I was talking about before. And this song lifts up back up to just some nice... Exactly. Th- yeah, like I said before, the song has a great... Um, it's a nice transition to what's coming. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I I like it. It's a very, very sweet song and mm-hmm. really slowly for paced sure. and sweet, kind of buttery on the ears, of course. Not my favorite of his, as I said, but uh, certainly not a bad song. And then something interesting that I kind of like is pretty much most of the background acoustics cut out and he just sings for a little bit. Yep. The lyrics repeat a lot in this song. They do. This almost has the most conventional structure of any of his songs. Yeah. While still having the Beck charm. And it ends with a really great, again, bit of guitar and harmonica. Uh, that really just shows this kid knows about blues and knows about folk. He understands music. He gets it. Um, and that's one of the things I felt most when I first heard this whole album was just how deep, deeply he understood the genres of music he was going after. Um, I think this song, so, song shows that, even though it's not one of my favorites. Yeah, and it definitely shows that he can he can do folk, and yeah. he did folk that's right. before this. That's right. But now... Of course, the one, the only, well, the super famous. Hold on, we gotta talk about the brief interlude between the oh. intro to where it's at. Oh, it's a ten seconds of static, and that's oh. it. And at the end, there's a little static pop, and then it goes into where it's at. Oh, nice. Well, actually, well, we'll talk about it. Here's a clip. In the towns we know A place we saw the lights turn low The jigsaw jazz in the get fresh flow Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts Two turntables and a microphone Bottles and cans that just clap your hands Or just clap your hands Where's that? Just realized I was off. It's not static. It's the sound of 
the record makes when you put the record needle on and that little pop is when it settles in dude I've, we've never had a record player I wish I had a record player I want a record player yeah because I love feeling records and the times I've been exposed to them so we do that uh, yeah, maybe all you uh, podcast listeners want us to create a Patreon page where you can uh, support yeah, us and we can get Parker a record player, right? Yeah, you know, <laughs> forget college. It's all about record players. I think that's where it's at. Speaking of where it's at. Uh, so my little bit of trivia on this song, just to embarrass you further, is that this was your song. This was. This is the first. Embarrassing th- me because this because yeah. I'm self aware of this. This, this was this the was first song you ever glommed onto, and you would boogie. Oh, your I butt loved off. this song. You did so much, but you called it two turntables and a microphone. You never called it where it's at. It's like turn on two turntables. That was your well, m- yeah. Because I only knew the chorus. I didn't realize it was called where it's at. And this might have been the last time in your life that you liked to dance. Because you liked to dance to this song a lot. And, and I, I don't haven't think, since. I don't think you've ever danced since then that I've seen, unless up in your room you're booking <laughs> your butt off to the river or something. I don't know. So uh, And you never will. I mean, what do you say about the song? This is another one of the ones that got a lot of radio play. This was like the other big hit off this album. One of the other big hits. Did you hear this on the radio? Oh, yeah, for sure. I love this song. This is, I mean, this is a classic, funky it's dance sort song. Sort of a, uh, a, a, a weird thing is... I've always imagined when he says bottles and cans, it's just a tidbit about my, as a young child, I imagined a milk bottle full, and then, nice. like, one of those, like, sort of rippled canned food jars, oh, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. With with the pop, with the top open. Oh, nice. Like, like, like was, a can of beans or something? Yeah. Well, <laughs> no beans, just silver, but the milk had milk in it. It was an nice. old-style milk bottle. That's always what wow. I imagined when he said bottles and cans. Just clap your hands. <laughs> that is so Tom and Jerry or something. I love it. Man. I don't know. That's fantastic. No, this is a that's a great song. It, yeah, it's just like it, how many times have I said that in these podcasts? I've got to think of something for more interesting. Every song you got, we got to stop saying know, it's so s- good. It's so good. This it's is the so best. Good. Did you I like mean, that song? Parker? Right? Yeah. It's so, it's good. so amazing. It's so amazing. Yeah, got to be a little bit more. This, uh, I promise you, the podcast will get more interesting. Stick with us, folks. We, got, we also we we got. I know it's kind of a break from the flow. We got new qui- equipment. Hopefully, it sounds better, but we don't know yet because we, we haven't we don't know this yet. yet. <laughs> but it, it's a little It'd bit better more. if it was expensive. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, in a sense, I don't want to talk the least about the song that is one of the most. We have more to say about this. Let's keep going. Come on, Dad. Go for it. I want to hear what more you have to say about this song. (laughs) I was hoping you'd have something, and then I'd think think of anything. Darn it. I just, uh, the only thing I would have about this song is the stupid thing I've said about all the songs, which is that I love it. Yeah. Um, It's got a good flow. This is what shows off. Oh, yeah. Super funky. Yeah, it's funky. He he definitely, in this this album, uh, meshes in with some funk elements. Oh, yeah, he proved it. That's different. kind of what I was talking about before. He's a master of the genres he tries to tackle. Any genre he dives into, he masters that genre. He's, I, I think if he put his mind to it, and I've heard him in other albums, he could do anything. He could do any style of music he wants to. So that's what's great about it is he just, if he decides to bring an element into a song, layer in a track of harmonica or some, you know, some slack, slack <laughs> guitar, it's going to be really on fire because he knows what he's doing or he knows how to bring in people that know what they're doing. So yeah, that's this song is, is a masterpiece. Yeah. This this song also is you know, you'll hear in this this album actually I feel like has somewhat of a coherent style. It, yeah, it, it, does. it doesn't but it has a, no, a it has certain a tone throughout style. the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, which is a bunch of layered instruments 
uh, a lot of the songs have him rapping with a very particular flow that is, in my experience with people rapping, uh, is pretty unique to him. Yeah, I'd say so. It's slower and it feels like, you know, not to compare it to other artists too much, but like, it's like if you rap the lyrics to a Malcolmus song, is kind of how it feels to yeah, me. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. How sort of it, it, the lyrics have no, you know, coherent value in themselves. Right. Not, but still really great. I yeah. love his lyrics. All right, so let's let's move on. Um, the next song uh, is going to be called Minus. And here's one we'll The last survivor of a boiled crown. Another casualty with a casual frown. The janitor vandals are barking the face. Juveniles with the piles and paste. It's a sensation. A bag of corpse. In the garbage glasses. With the crutches of Okay, that was a clip of Minus. That is a almost straight-up punk song. That's like a straight-up punk rock song, undoubtedly, I yeah. would say. I, I, I really like it. Um, it's not my favorite on the album, but I love that he just went full to the nails-to-the-wall uh, punk song on this sucker. You got that fuzzed-up vocals again. Use it whenever, hard, whenever he... Guitar, yeah, whenever, it's bass, right? It's bass, I think. I'm pretty confident in that. Pretty much most of the songs here that have any sort of harder rock element to them, the vocals like very fuzzy. That's true. It's true. It seems to be a trope. We can identify that now after a couple of songs, right? Yeah. Um, but this is great. I mean, it's a, again just like a he's now right back up into being super full energy towards the end of this album. We're, we're done with that middle section of kind of mellow, section. and of course where it's at. That's actually a pretty long song when you it think about it. It is pretty long, and it's got its own crunchiness, too. He's got some f- crunchy vocals on that. He, he turns up the, the vocal yeah. effects on that as well. He's done that a lot on this album, now that I'm listening through it and yeah, talking there's about a, there's it. There's a lot of fuzz. Yeah, yeah, but it's great. It's great. He uses it to great effect. Again, it's not like masking the, anything. The, the bass actually takes a pretty heavy role in the, in the backdrop to the song. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a good one, and I love the way it falls apart at the end as well. Yeah, it, it, it really winds down. Yeah, yeah. And it goes into a completely different kind of opening in this next song, because uh, we've got that great whistle. And you guys are going to hear it right now when we listen to Sissy Nick, a really well-named song. Opens with whistling, yeah, which as great whistling, thinks you're gonna take you straight into a country tune. Then he kind of pulls you left. And it's like, it, no, 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 it's gonna it, be a back yeah. uh, hip hop. And then, it, no, it, wait, it is kind of a country tune. Yeah, it it start it then. So after the whistling, it goes into sort of his. So he he has a certain way of making rock and like sort of indie rock sort of punk in this album. No, not punk. Funk. Funk, yes. There's had punk, to replace no, that letter. That's right. That, <laughs> that P makes all the difference. P and F. Yeah, it's definitely funky, but I I don't know that I can think of many songs off the top of my head that have this much funk and this much country at the same time. I'm it, sure they it, exist, it, but... 
Uh, also, another this chorus is another thing from this album that's so just good. drilled into my brain. Nah, I'm sure it's just it's just in there forever. Yeah, and this for is my definitely the most country of the choruses yes. in the whole thing. This, he's leaning heavily into the countryside of it. You can you can hear definite like uh, country chord sequence in that chorus. Yeah, 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 yeah. In a really kind of neat way, it's got that yeah. slide guitar again, and oh, it's just it's really um, fun. A question. Because I, I just don't know. What exactly is a slide guitar? So a slide guitar is a guitar that you play that has, you have this little glass or metal bar on your finger, and you use that oh. while you're making chords to play, and it kind of makes you be able to slide and kind of more a little bit. I'm okay, that making the gesture with my hands here. It's great podcasting for everyone out there to be able yes, to Yes, because you, you just have to imagine it in your head while we explain it. Exactly. Go look it up on YouTube. You'll see if you don't know. I'm sure you probably already do. Uh, if it's not already clear, most of our listeners wait, wait, wait. probably know sidebar music sidebar in case it isn't clear neither of us really know anything about music so we're going to be saying a lot of things and we and already we'll have be wrong said, and we already have said a lot of things that are completely wrong so feel free to yell at us just not on twitter or not in our comments well uh unless it's funny yelling y- yell y- we apologize at, on twitter you can yell at us politely ish there you go. Try to be a little bit go. polite with your yelling. Constructive criticism is always welcome. Just yeah. don't make it straight up hate because that's, that's right. but boring. You know, we're, we're just and that's a, hate we're, is for boring we're people. A couple of novices having fun with music. So uh, let us be dorks about it. You know. What, yes. What are we gonna say? We just want to make a podcast about the music we love because uh, we're big music geeks. That's and... right. So anyway, end of sidebar. Now let's slide into this next track. Ready made. Okay. Didn't remember the title of that one, but okay. Ready made. Sure. An open road where I can breathe Where the lowest low is calling to me I can pull myself back up, back down Stuck together like a ready-made Nobody knows where we've been Canceled rations are running thin Watches tick out of tune, falling apart like a ready-made And my bags are waiting in the next slide Alright, ready-made Neither yeah. of neither of us love this song I don't not like it And actually listening to it, I vacillate between going like, nah, I can skip it And then I there are parts that are like, wait a minute, this part's it. really cool It's, I mean, this is a, this long, it's long? It's not as long This Feels song, like it. this it's a slog song. <laughs> it's a slog. I'm coining that word. From now on, when we hear a song that's a slog, it, it's a slog. And a, and, a, and a slog, in this case, means a song that sort of drags on and makes you kind of want to skip it, but it's okay. But what I also meant is that it's it, this song is always dragging the beat, like the, the beat, the, yeah. the, the I, horns that I come in. Everything's kind of like pulling you backwards as you're listening to it. I do like songs that drag. This is a sort of a sidebar and kind of unnecessary for me to talk about but I'm going to do it anyway uh, I do listen to some rap even though it's a genre that I don't love I love rap songs that drag the beat oh nice because it's very different than from what yeah. most rappers do right well on this album this is the song to me that does that he really this one is pulling me back towards the center of the album I would say it's not pushing me forward to the next song 
Um, but it's good. It's I'm not have a lot more to say. Yeah, about it. It, it feels like it has backwards momentum. It, do, it really does. It really does. Songs have momentum, and this one's going straight backwards. But he's about to give us that momentum back in space. High five. Okay. Here's the clip of that. So that was a clip of High Five, colon, Rock the Cat, cat skills. skills, other, not colon, darn it, parentheses, <laughs> shoot. Uh, the other type of punctuation. Which of, there are many. So High Five. So this, five. Is, this is a rappy this is, punk song. This seems like a you... song that like was mostly, the song was mostly made in a studio, made of sound bites, it feels like. I know. For sure. Sample heavy and, and layered production and not a lot of real instruments. No. A lot of sense. And a lot, and of, a lot of it. And a lot of the stuff that's said isn't back. And a lot of talking through a telephone, apparently, or yelling in a telephone. It's not really a telephone, but it, the, it, this is yeah. so fuzzed out, the vocals, that it sounds like he's talking through a telephone. And yeah, this song is like a sample-heavy semi-rap that feels like is partly made by Beck and part of it he just took from other places. <laughs> yeah, which I don't... Maybe he did. I mean, you know, that's... Uh, hip-hop definitely samples a great deal. Yes. But I have a feeling he kind of gives the illusion of sampling and doesn't as much. And, and I know that, I know samples, there are songs... I, know. I know for sure there are songs where he does sample. I think be. earlier. I think he... Part of Loser, not, not all of the bass... Like the... Um, the underlying riff, but I think part of that riff was sampled. It could be. It could be. I believe. But we just made a discovery in the song. This is not earth-shattering, but for us it was a big moment. Whoa, what moment? That about three-quarters of the way through, it has the same ending riff we played for you that was... Um, in Novocaine. In Novocaine. I think we played it for you. We did. We, we did. played that little extra clip of the you know that that bit i won't that torture bit you with any more of it comes back yeah it's cool which so is he's sampling which, himself yeah which i really like because i love that little yeah it's like a little fractal beat in the yeah. middle of it it's pretty cool it's kind of a weird interesting song yeah i like it a lot again it, it feels a little bit punk to me um i, no, love that got, I, I wouldn't say it feels well punk. not punk but it's it's his i it's, mean okay grindy crunchy rap like he's got sure this yes i'll flow to it i will give you that okay i'm glad you give me grindy crunchy rap that's 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 pretty great but you won't give me punk all right we'll stick with grindy crunchy rap that'll work why don't we go in, we're almost at the end here we got two more well one more really one more song one more and a kick right in the nuts um one more one more one more song that will leave you feeling appeased and satisfied right. and then one more thing to make you wish you just stopped the podcast there scare the crap out of you so what is uh what's this next song called but uh, please uh, uh real quick please don't stop the podcast no afterwards. please don't listen to the no, whole really. thing please we'd appreciate it please. it helps yeah i think okay does what's, it what's, what's this next song it's called ramshackle let's give it a listen
blind eyes are gone Your bones are on their own So take off your coat Put a song in your throat Let the dead beats pound all around We will go All right, that was Ramshackle, which is the last real song on this album. What do, what do you what do you think of this song? I love it as a conclusion. It's great as a conclusion. I mean, this, this is a super slow, super folky song. Yeah, I, I personally I love some like the classic folk. One of my favorite artists from the '60s, Simon and Garfunkel. Yes, so good. Yes, they are so good. This you, I, so here's my bit of trivia. The way I'm going to close this out. This song reminds me of a theory that my friends and I used to have when we listened to Beck. <laughs> so this song sounds very much like it belongs on his next album, Mutations. This song is very indicative of what of the of the tone and type of musicianship on his next album. Yeah. So w- is Mutations very like folk heavy? It's very folk heavy, but also yeah, it's it's much less rock. It's more no chill, casual. Yeah, listen to it. You'll like it. Okay, I will. And at the end of that album is a song. That sounds very much like the album after it. So we had this theory that he would put on a song at the end of every album that would lead you towards what the next album was going to be. Like kind of the diving board, the the hop-off point for the next album. I'm sure after we stopped paying attention to that, it quit being true and it was never true. But for some reason that came flooding back when I heard this album. Not this album. This song. This song. It's a great song, though. It's a really nice way to leave out, leave you out of the album. It, it just feels so like a nice conclusion. You just want the, really, you want the album to be over after this song, just because of how nice it wraps up. That's right. And I, back in the days when I would listen to this, would be listening to this on a CD, and it would be sitting in there. Be either it'd be done, and I'd have to go change it, or another CD would come on, right? And there's this nice, really slow exit where the end of this song just has a really yeah, like, real nice. Uh, almost meditative quality where mm-hmm. he's leading you out of it. Yeah. And I would think that Beck was giving you a nice, sweet goodbye kiss. But no, what he's really doing is lulling you to sleep so that he can kick you right in the nuts. Yeah, he, he's he's lulling you to sleep so that he can wake you so up. So wait, I want I want all the podcasters, not podcasters, podcast <laughs> listeners, podcast listeners, wait, podcast listeners out there, Get get real close to your to your headphones. If you're if you're like, I want you to close your eyes. Yes. Just just get a little sleepy. Yeah. Pretend you're just in your house. You fall asleep well, you, on you, the couch well, listening you, you, to that you probably, song. You've, honestly, you probably are in your house. We're talking real quietly yeah. now. You probably turned it's up your volume. A, it's a little warning. ASMR. That so isn't this is what idea. it was like to first listen to this album okay. and, and get real sleepy before suddenly. Right. Suddenly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about that? Thanks, Beck. Thanks. 
Yeah, thanks, Beck. That's uh, it's real nice. It's real and nice. You're, and you're welcome, real listeners, nice. for not playing the whole thing. Yeah, he wanted to play the whole damn thing, the whole 45 seconds of that entire loop over <laughs> and over again, because apparently he's as much of a sadist as Beck is. Okay. But listen, this was brilliant. I don't know of many albums before that did this. I think Nirvana had something like this on their album, and I'm sure there's plenty of others that did it, but this was the first one in my experience. I hate it. Yeah, I mean, I hate it now, but it was it was a good no, novelty. No, but like the, the thing is, like it, it's nice and all that. It's like it's like a it's like a quirky thing. Like oh, it ends the album differently, but it feels so bad on your ears. It's, it's I, I was listening on. It's intentionally assaulted. So we were just listening to it with bad audio quality, but I was listening to it on my headphones earlier, just coming off of that really <laughs> sweet folk song, and you know, listening to it off of headphones is very different than how. Uh, me and my father were just listening to it. Yes. It, it, it just goes into you, and it's so awful. Oh, it is absolutely engineered to kick your brain in the nuts. It is a really <laughs> mean trick. It It's kind of awful. And thus, I love it. It's kind of awful. Midnight Vulture says the same thing, but that song is actually really good <laughs> in, in its own it? weird way. We, we'll, we'll hear it when we get there, when we Can review it. Can you tell what it's called? I have no idea. No. It's, it's a hidden song, basically, that you don't oh, know right. about. It's actually, I think it's actually called Hidden Track. It might be. It might be. So it's, this it is. is a gimmick that he carried on a little bit. Yep. I don't know if Mutations has one. I don't remember. Maybe when you listen to it, you can tell me. Yeah. All right. So that's uh, that's Odalay. That's the end of the album. Yeah. So this awesome. What are your final thoughts on this album? I love this album. I'll listen. I'll put it on from time to time voluntarily and everything. Kind of the only back album I listen to. Apparently, I should listen to Mutations as well. Mutations and Midnight Vultures. And Midnight Vultures, Those are classics. Those are classics. Uh, I I love this album. I think it's great. Again, I've been listening to this since 96 when it first came out, and I've been spinning it with fairly regular rotation ever since. Ten years before I was born. Ten years before you were born. Ten years. That means that this album is 24 years old. I do think the time I played it the most was when you were really young, because you liked it so much that it was music I felt good about playing for you. Um, So... I have to admit, it makes me feel nostalgic too. It, it, this, you know, I don't know if you feel this yet, being the age you are, but there are certain albums and even songs that I listen to that really strongly bring back particular times in my life. You've talked about the nostalgia. Well, of this yeah, song. like when I, I, I think about hearing it play, or I, th- I think about what I imagined in my head. Yeah, I, I, I distinctly like the, the milk bottles. Yeah, I, the... I distinctly know that's exactly what I imagined in my head when I was a child. Well, what I think is sweet for me to wrap up my thoughts on this album. Unlike the other albums that we've already covered or that we will cover, that I have a lot of other coded memories about, that time in your life when you're most remembering this album is the time that this album reminds me of. So in a sense, it's perfect for us to do this album together because this is kind of the vector of nostalgia. Your nostalgia and my nostalgia meet at the same point for this album. Yeah. Uh, And that's really sweet because I think as long as I live and I listen to this album, that's the time of my life that I'm going to remember is you being two years old boogieing your butt off to <laughs> to uh, two turntables. And the yeah. fact that it's so nostalgic for you, I think that's pretty sweet. It could be a lot worse, right? It could be frickin' Raffi or some other... Who? Sp- oh, you don't even want to know. Baby Beluga, right? Wheels on the bus. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, right, yeah. Like, I'm so much. I'm so glad it's Beck and not that kind of crap. Yeah. So, uh, it's, no It's Beck and No to, Means No yeah. are, like, my nostalgic songs. That's right. That's right. I guess. So you guys, I'm, I appreciate you guys sticking with us, and and I think next album we're gonna do is gonna be for the Secret Chiefs three fans out there. It's gonna be Book of Horizons. If you've never heard of Secret Chiefs three, I would recommend having some butt surgery because it's gonna blow your butt right off. <laughs> okay, well. Okay, that was lame. I'm sorry. It, and it might joke. not for everyone, but they but they are. Oh, I will. 
Okay, well, they, they are amazing, and they and they have a lot to offer. They they have they have some pretty long albums, so I don't know whether or not I'm actually looking forward to doing that just based on my podcasting stamina. It's gonna be great. We might have to make it a two parter, but probably yeah. not. I don't, I don't want our two parter to be like until later, though. No, you're right. You're right. But in any event, that's for next time. This time, we're super glad you've joined us. Uh, remember, right? you can uh, reach out to us on Twitter at, at IndieBandwidth. Um, do, do we just have Twitter? Is that it? We have Twitter. Uh, we have an email. It's IndieBandwidth at gmail.com. You, you said that wrong. IndieBandwidth. IndieBandwidth at gmail.com. Uh, I don't know. We might have other things by that point. Maybe we'll have a Facebook page, but probably not. I doubt it. Uh, we're just going to stick to Twitter and yeah. email. So, so give us comments, reviews, whatever you can do for us uh, to, to, you know, justify our, our petty existence on this planet. <laughs> uh, or at least mine. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because I'm a sad old man. And uh, I need your approval. So thanks for listening. This is our third episode. I don't know when this will be releasing because it's... I honestly soon a little bit behind the curtains, but um, uh, I'm rec- we were recording this in 2018. It will not release then. It it will not release. Oh no! It we've will not what? release we've tomorrow. Got, this got is two more days in 2018. So this is December 29th, 2018. Safe, so safe to say it's going to be a 2019 release, probably February or March. But let's see. That's, yeah, that this is all very boring. I'm I'm sure. So let's uh, let's wrap it up. Yeah. All right, thanks everybody for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And we I, will, uh, I'm Parker. I'm Jordan. We will catch you on the flip side. That I don't like that. <laughs> no, okay, how about uh, keep on grooving? No. Uh, we, we, you know, we haven't actually thought of an outro yeah, yet. We got to turn over that cassette. Fade out into now. Goodbye, guys. Enjoy that mixtape. Sure. Here's my fire track. Yeah, all right. And then we're going to... In the podcast. Uh, yeah, we're, we've edited it. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we've edited this out. Here comes, and it's, we've already faded in now. Here comes the closing music. Enjoy it. Hopefully, we're, we're cutting this up for, right out. This is just for fun, right? No, no, I'm playing this. No, this really? It's going in the podcast. <laughs> Shoot. All right, everybody. Thank you very much. Okay. Talk to you later. That's going to be so boring. They're not gonna, even going to listen to it. Yeah, they will. They, they have won't. to. I've paid them all. That's not, that's not a good thing. <laughs> Bye.